Welcome back to the Sustain Us podcast, and this is episode five. There are five Olympic rings. But what does that have to do with sustainability? It's uh, fun to be here again, recording. Mm. Mm, been away for like a long time. Exactly. Yeah. It's been a couple episodes without Sophie. Now. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> yeah. And um, so are you, Rasmus? Like I, um, always. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm looking forward to the uh, time when I'm not here anymore. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, and we also have a new voice on the podcast. Yeah. Hi, Who, listeners. This is Yu from China. Yeah. It's nice to have you here. Yeah. yeah welcome. It's good to have new voices. Yeah. And speaking of voices, we're actually recording again in a new new yeah. setup or a new location. Mm-hmm. And this is the uh digital creative workspace or digital kreativ verkstad that's it yeah <laughs> uh at linköping city library there's like a new project about yeah. like producing digital stuff media <laughs> yeah you and, can uh, like do movies and podcasts yeah. and other things here yeah so we were fortunate enough to get a try here and try out the equipment and Maybe you'll hear this good sound quality later on as well. Mm. Let's see. Yeah, it's a cool Hopefully. space. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. So what are we here to talk about today? Mm. Yeah, this is a new topic, I think. And it's quite quite shocking that we could link them together. <laughs> but yeah, we are talking about sports today. That's and it. sustainability. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was actually you, Sophie, who suggested it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking because like sports and sustainability are my main interests in life. And I was like, hmm, can you combine these two? Like, nah. But then I started <laughs> thinking about it and then it's like, oh, there are so many connections. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. interesting how you can like find sustainability anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like... It's like when you think about it, you think it's impossible to link them together. But then when you're doing research on it, you find, whoa, there are so many like things that could do with each other. Mm. Yeah. And I think that goes with like all the topics. And that's yeah. like kind of the idea behind the bo- podcast that we cover like as many different topics as possible and like see what the connections are as the concept of sustainability is so yeah. complicated that we can l- draw connections to anything basically. So this is a bit of a different topic from the first episodes that we've had and it's just, uh, it's pretty nice and interesting so far <laughs> yeah. least, at least what I've been thinking about and yeah. what we talked a bit before recording so yeah um, where should we start with maybe just talking about what our connection is to sport or mm? mm-hmm. background or something yeah do you want yeah. to start I can I can start mm-hmm. um I guess my I have a bit of like a varying activity activity <laughs> levels when it comes to my journey in sports. I used to play football mm-hmm. and floorball when I was a kid. Uh, that means like uh, elementary school level, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but there's been like, for example, when you move to a new location, new city or something, then it, the threshold to start taking the same sports or like joining some team yeah. there's always like a something to have to pass mm. so that kind of happened to me that i uh, stopped playing football for example mm. and then 
when I went to uh, secondary, what was it called? Uh, jun- junior high school mm-hmm. or yeah. middle school? Yeah, yeah. middle school. <laughs> yeah. So when I went to middle school, it was um, I kind of became a bit bit passive and mm-hmm. went more with like video game games and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but then I. Um, when I was 18, 19, I had to do the military service that we do in Finland. Mm-hmm. And before that and during that, I really got sort of uh, passionate or like more into sports again. And since then, I've been sort of doing sports more <laughs> regularly. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm really happy that I, mm-hmm. I've done it. So right now, it's mostly running and uh, bouldering or like wall climbing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's my current activities that I try to keep up. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? And for my case, I have been playing basketball for like 10, 12 years. I played it since elementary school. And currently I've still been playing with the association in Linköping University. And I I think it's next month we're playing a game with Yongshopping. Ooh. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you're like a professional. <laughs> no, not professional, but just um, it's it's a great thing. Like you can do the team sports to get to know each other, especially when you're moving to a completely new like mm. country. Mm. Yeah. So I made a lot of friends playing sports, and I really enjoying playing them. Yeah, that's great. Like yeah. when you get that beyond that threshold that I mentioned, it's like uh-huh. there's there's a lot to gain yeah. gain from that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And how about you, Sophie? Yeah, you were the one who, (laughs) like, uh, you were the passionate person about sports. Yeah, anyone who knows me would describe me as a sports nerd, Mm. I (laughs) guess. Or, like, if they don't do it, then they don't really know me, I guess. (laughs) Uh, But I've always done a lot of sports, like football and athletics, gymnastics, table tennis, ballet when I was really young, but... Mostly I've done athletics and pole vaulting. Mm. But then, like, recently, since I quit, like, five years ago, I just, like, do everything. Like, I love skiing and roller skiing or, like, biking or going to the gym or, yeah, a lot of things. I basically like all kinds of sports except motorsports and equestrian sports like horses and stuff (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but otherwise I like everything (laughs) and I love watching sports as well Mm -hmm. like last night my dad my dad is as crazy as me and last night he put the TV on to watch uh, the Premier League of Dart (laughs) so and I found it really interesting (laughs) so yeah I've never watched it before but Mm. it was cool but yeah so I'm kind of crazy about sports. All right. Yeah. And when we were talking about podcasts, like when uh, starting this project, <laughs> it was like you, you yeah, were mentioning the sports yeah. podcast that yeah. you listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's just who I am. <laughs> and there's no problem with that. Yeah. No. No. Awesome. So it's a nice combination. Mm-hmm. And that's where the interest into sports come from. And then here we try to combine it with sustainability yeah and yeah do you have some like first uh, startup point that we could yeah approach this from well when i started thinking about like sports and sustainability i was thinking of how it feels like the sports world is living outside of the rest of the world 
that it's not really living by the same laws as other people in the world. Like, we are not thinking of them to live a sustainable life because we want them to perform as good as possible. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's okay for them to, like, break some rules that we shouldn't do in order to, like, gain the good results and stuff and to, like, fly around the world to compete everywhere and get the best materials and get new clothes or equipment all the time Mm. and Mm. like yeah just go everywhere and just drive around all with all these equipments and like all the sports journalists just flying around the world to like keep us updated about the progress of the athletes and stuff Mm. and like yeah yeah it's kind of hidden or like excluded from the conversations yeah and of course like many there are many other uh things uh sort of sports and i don't know what could other kinds of things could be but the things that are excluded from from the conversations that are sort of ongoing in our society Mm. but um yeah there's i mean i'm sure that the sort of the top elite sports people they there are probably many that think about these things yeah i think definitely this doesn't connect with no it's not uh, really shown or something yeah yeah and like i also understand because i like watching sports that like it's important to do good and to win and like of course i'm rooting for like sweden and the olympics to win the golds and stuff but is it more important than like living sustainable and not making the future not a future Mm. And not where, really. <laughs> and where do we draw the line? Yeah, where, like, yeah. what is? Um, of course, we don't know what is sustainable in the end. Like, how? Where do we? How far do we push it? Yeah. Like the performance, and yeah. for example, like, yeah, I guess we'll talk about like racing, for example. Like, what? Where do we draw the line of like trying to like super? You know, I don't know what's the <laughs> word for yeah. like try to make everything like as finely tuned as possible. Yeah. Like, what yeah. are the sort of the plus and minus sides of that mm. Mm. yeah because i think like people expect from sports it's like we push the limit of like human body like push the ultimate limit to get faster get stronger and stuff and in that way we don't really link it to sustainability of like how to do it in the future or we just want it right now we want it better right now yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because I don't think that you would really hear, like, a top athlete of some kind saying that they don't want the newest shoes because they are fine with the ones that they already have Mm. because they don't want to use as much material. Not that it's a big impact if just one person does it, but, like, if everyone wouldn't, like, get new clothes and shoes all the time. Yeah, Yeah, because the problem is that when you get to the top level there's like the details and the small things there so minute that even like getting new shoes it will like give or take a couple seconds or a couple of milliseconds of the final time and uh it's always the competition like when it comes to like the rest of society as well like where do we draw the line (laughs) yeah and i mean all the best or not even like the best athletes but a lot of athletes are sponsored by like companies and stuff so they get a lot of free things because they get new um like the new clothes for this year or like the seasonal clothes and stuff and like for example one of my friends who's a 400 meter runner she's like one of the best in sweden but not like worldwide she she told me like a few days ago that she was 
uh, throwing away tr- uh, training clothes and that she only had 52 pairs of tights <laughs> left. Yeah. And I was like, 52? <laughs> yeah. And like a lot of them she hasn't even bought. So mm. That's it. Yeah. And uh, I think in NBA, there's a lot like the culture with the sneakers or like the yeah, basketball exactly. shoes. I, I think they like change like each shoe for every game. Mm. Like sometimes they, they even change between quarters and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's not just about the pro- performance. It's also like to yeah. kind of show off with like, the Yeah, exactly. The and it's like you have this kind of nerves, like all strands together to, to have like, I need the new things to perform the best each mm. time. So mm. they always change even if it's not that necessary to do so. Right, yeah. Yeah, but then you also don't, like, have... You also have, like, the events and stuff, not only, like, the individuals. Mm. Like, how much is actually spent for, like, each competition and stuff. Uh, Especially when you think about uh, big tournaments and, the, for example, like, uh, Super Bowl in the States. It's, uh, like, the amount of resources that goes into that. It's it's just insane. And the money that goes around it, and of course that correlates quite well with the sort of the resource yeah. use. But at the same time, I'm thinking that like global sports is a good uh, pos- has like a good position of like influencing a lot of people if they would like make commitments for the uh, climate or like for using less material and stuff. Like if mm. a lot of organizations within the sports or like athletes and stuff would like go together and like wanting to live more sustainable i think a lot of especially like young people and stuff would be like oh my god i also want to live more sustainable because you look up to your heroes and, oh, yeah. Yeah. and i think there are good examples of these athletes yeah. who are like open about it yeah once you change things yeah. yeah yeah i recently saw a few i a lot of like americans that are like running somewhere in the south for like climate change in the summer Mm. I saw it from some skiers that they were like, we need to make um, winters be winters in the future as well. Mm. So let's like collect a lot of money for climate change. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Before, before the uh, recording, <laughs> we were talking about the winter sports. Yeah. And how, uh, the lack of snow will be kind of a problem when it comes to yeah. just skiing or anything that requires the snow. Yeah, it's it's really strange because. A few weeks ago, I was at the World Cup in Falun for cross-country skiing. And it's like in Scandinavia. So you're you're assuming that there should be snow there. But it was no snow. So they had to like put the fake snow that they make for mm. machines for mm. them to ski. And it was just like this strip of white. And then it was completely muddy on the sides. And it's <laughs> never happened before. And it was like in the end of... No, in the first week of February. So it's... Mm. Very uncommon. Yeah. yeah, but I was I was looking the climate thing on Twitter and stuff, and I think this January is like the hottest one in Scandinavia for really long history. Yeah, yeah, so I can't remember. I I think it was like seventeen hundreds or like all all the way back. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. It's like, like the recorded temperature time or temperature statistics. Mm. But. Uh, yeah, for example, like here in Linköping, it's never been enough snow this winter to be able to like ski or like no, no. frozen lakes or anything. Yeah. Mm. Probably just like some days you can have enough snow to have a snow fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> there was sad. a snowman built outside of my house like the one day that it was snow in like October or something. Mm. <laughs> right. Or November maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe it's just temporary. Yeah. Let's hope yeah. so. Let's yeah. Hope but, so. Uh, yeah. But I'm also like feeling like I told you guys before that there maybe has been like a bit of a turn point mm. that people are getting more aware, like in sports as well as like outside of sports. Yeah. And. Uh, like for example, continuing with cross country skiing <laughs> or like skiing in general, that they um, from next year they banned all the use of all fluorinated ski waxes from next season. So and which is like a step in the right direction because it's really bad for like both humans and nature and animals to use this kind of wax, and now they're not able to use it anymore. But I feel like the buzz about this ban has been like, oh my god, how are we now gonna get the good gliding of yeah. the skis instead of like, oh, this is good because now we will probably have more snow or like a good environment or yeah. Mm. yeah I guess it's, it's weird that they're more talking about like how will the skiers now perform. Mm. Yeah. yeah, of course it's like uh, some of the previous episodes we've we've been talking about the um, loss aversion thing like especially when it's immediate sort of considered loss yeah, compared exactly. to the I, eventual gains from, yeah, from these the, changes that's the, the the conflict between sports and su- sustainability is like sports are looking for something we can do right now mm. and sustainability is like in the long run what can we achieve mm. yeah so, that's a good point yeah in general like just pushing the limits right yeah, now yeah exactly like, we want the results right now and we want better results right now mm, but sustainability is like, yeah we, we we kind of think about how the next generation could make better results mm. yeah yeah and like um i guess we can come come to this later but for example this of course when it comes to like doping or the there's this anti-doping I don't know what the word is for <laughs> for it, but basically there are rules. Yeah. What you can do and the, what you can't do. The anti-doping code. Code, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You know it. But uh, so there are already rules uh, outside of, uh, or I guess it's within some specific area. But we could also consider sort of expanding, considering like sustainability or something that we want to. Yeah, this is really funny because I was thinking beforehand like how should sports tackle the problem of sustainability and one thing i wrote was like should we have strict laws for the athletes and their teams like the same way as doping if they break those rules (laughs) (laughs) why not why shouldn't the health of the planet be the same as like health for people because it's really bad for you to take doping Mm -hmm. and shouldn't like the health of the planet be considered as important yeah Mm. that's a good question uh, it's kind of controversial, of course, but that's that's what the, many of the questions here are. Yeah. Like, what what should we do? But then it's like, if it applies to everyone, not just these um, <laughs> sort of enlightened individuals who yeah. want to make a change, yeah. it, then it would be just fair yeah. for for everyone. Definitely. Like, yeah. we have this kind of limit that we yeah, want exactly. to, or we don't push past necessarily. Yeah, we were. You mentioned the these people who are oh, like this big change that is like yeah, brewing the in the ba- background. It's um, there are these sportsmen, sportswomen, <laughs> who who are open about it. And then we were just talking about um, 
Hamilton yeah, in exactly. Formula One, yeah. for example. He's like one yeah. of the examples who... Yeah, he's like uh, really radical about this. And when we are thinking about Formula One, we will never think about this could be the kind of sports that tackle sustainability because, mm. of course, no cars in Formula One would burn, would, would run without fossil fuel. But actually, Hamilton from Mercedes, like he claimed the team of uh, Mercedes will try to get a carbon neutral by the end of this year. Like they will try to have more renewable energies in other sectors of the team. And also they will reduce the use of plastics in their daily life and in catering and other stuff. Mm. Yeah, so it's it's actually pretty cool to see how what we think is completely impossible to become something possible. Yeah. Exactly. And like <clears throat> when, when I started thinking about sports and uh, like what what could be the, I don't know, the worst uh, climate or environment decorative sports, then like <laughs> this immediately popped into <laughs> yeah. my head. They're like taking the cars all around yeah. the world and like the whole circus that is like yeah, revolved, exactly. evolved in it. Yeah. And uh, just, just driving your car around yeah. and like yeah. <laughs> wanting to drive really fast and not good for the environment mm. yeah it's, it's like non-eco driving it's like completely fossil fuel industry yeah. yeah but it's like that's the interesting thing about it. it's like from outside it does feel kind of like weird yeah it's just like drive the car around and then you go to a new place and drive the car <laughs> yeah. around but uh then of course like when you're in it and you're like identified yourself in the sports it's like it just like makes sense and i've tried uh you know the the carding yeah exactly yeah. and it's a lot of fun yeah, so it, yeah, exactly. i get that it's really exciting to drive like that yeah, yeah probably feel very like powerful yeah and, yeah, and the adrenaline yeah. and it's just like the speed of course depends on the person if mm. like someone likes likes this kind of stuff but so <laughs> uh, that's also the question like if if many people get so much out of it and also the fans of yeah. motorsports it's like, what, what do we value yeah. compared to other things that are in the scale? Yeah, but I, that's why I think that this initiative that Mercedes has is a good step in the right direction because I imagine that a lot of people going to the Formula One competitions are not the ones that are, like, working towards a sustainable world, like, really, or, like, a lot because they love probably love fast cars and like driving cars and stuff because that's what they're there to watch mm. so maybe if like a team there is really like talking about sustainability or like carbon neutral cars and stuff they might be more interested in trying to like live that way as well or like push the other teams to be more sustainable as well mm. I think he set good examples for the the whole industry and the fans, and that's I think the good thing about sports is like you, you kind of inspire people by not doing too much pushing and stuff. People will just naturally follow what like the top athletes do in some ways. Mm. Mm. Yeah, if they're not like annoying about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. More like leading exactly. by the example. Yeah. yeah. Do you know if any of the other teams have like answered it or? Currently, I'm not sure, but uh, I I searched on the internet and there are some teams are trying to build their factories mm. and their like production lines and their uh, stadiums more sustainable ways. 
So I think that's a good start. And mm. yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I was actually also sort of researching this Formula One scenario. And I think they just, I think it was last year, they came up with this um, plan to be net zero carbon by 2030. Mm. So it's kind of following the yeah. uh, sort of the sustainable development goals and yeah. the agenda. Uh, so, I mean, of course, they're like targeting these things like uh, plastics and sort of this circus that goes around. Yeah. Uh, they try to minimize the impact of that. Like, yeah, single-use plastics and all ways to be re- reused, reduced, and composted. <laughs> and uh, F1 will provide incentives and tools to offer every fan a greener way to reach the race and to ensure circuits and facilities enhanced fan well-being and nature. So there's like, I don't know if it's been inspired by <laughs> Hamilton, yeah. but... Uh, it's also quite cool to see that this kind of uh, FIA, which I mean, they're huge. Yeah, they're. So if they start doing something like this, that's also something positive. Yeah. And uh, of course, when it comes to the cars, I don't know how <laughs> big the carbon emissions are per race, but apparently, they 2014 they s- switched to um, hybrids. Mm-hmm. So they're all really like bit more efficient than they before mm. and uh yeah so that's some good good progress and of course there's the alternative of formula e which is like the electric oh. version of uh, formula one mm. which is quite cool yeah yes. exactly. it really is yeah yeah i yeah it's it's really interesting that people are like getting more aware and noticing that this is something that people want to see like trying to aspire other people to do this and even in sports mm. yeah. and uh, I'm also th- like feeling that more and more competitions and events are trying to be climate neutral or like uh, certified with some certifications that they are like not like having too much carbon emissions or like not using uh, too much plastics and yeah mm which is also a step in the right direction but it's not everything mm. because it's also i think a way for them to like show that they are better than others yeah, like, like kind of greenwashing yeah marketing scale yeah. or something mm. yeah but then yeah that's also the question if it's even if it's like um marketing or if it's i mean of course it requires that they do actually what they say mm. but even if it's like just to promote their um their own brand yeah then if it's for the better, then... Yeah, so make a great impact on mm. the people around them. Yeah. yeah. Yes, the competition also pushes towards yeah. this kind of behavior if yeah. we have the culture Because then the comp- competitors also need to, like, yeah. up their game. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just some talk about the history of Formula One and there's always been this innovation in the background or backbone of... <laughs> but I guess that's like enough. <laughs> yeah, it's a, enough motorsports for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, basically, the yeah, just the idea of taking the, like all of that around the world. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's quite a lot of. And, and I think sports is a good way to like 
really spread the knowledge of sustainability because uh, I saw this interview of uh, one of the climate scientists and he's also a great fan of sports and he was saying like uh, even though I'm a scientist in this area in the whole like he's a United States so he said like in the United States only about 20% of the people were following science but at 80% people were follow sports mm. so if if sports are going more sustainably then people will get more aware of what is sustainability and spread the news to like help people realize and do something about it mm-hmm. and, and I think that's also the thing like we always talking about we are studying science so we are kind of in this kind of bubble and assuming everybody knows it but it's actually not the way yeah yeah exactly so it's uh, somehow good to use what we have or like just when the general trends change yeah. then it's all of these influencers that exactly. uh, so spread it hmm. yeah and like imagine if there would be like i don't know an olympics that would be totally sustainable and like sustainability would be the first thing that was considered everywhere mm-hmm. it would like be shown to so many people because i imagine that a lot of people watch something from the olympics or yeah. hear something or yeah, like exactly. get some news about the olympics because mm. it's like a worldwide event yeah <laughs> If you didn't know that, <laughs> uh, heard so, about this. Oh yeah, you have <laughs> these games. Yeah, yeah. yeah something like four years, once for once in four years, yeah. something Some, like somewhere that. around yeah. the world. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Next one's in Tokyo. Oh. All right. Hopefully. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We will see <laughs> in a couple of months. Yeah. But yeah, I, like ima- that's because I like I would love if like a country would just like do a totally sustainable olympics mm. and it was actually the uh like two episodes back or three that we were talking about recycling and the metals that are used in oh yeah in the metals, the metals in tokyo yeah so that's yeah. also like something yeah because that's like getting the awareness up mm. yeah but yeah because also like every time because obviously i watch a lot of the olympics <laughs> every time it's the olympics <laughs> Uh, but every time I'm watching it, I'm also kind of scared because of how many people are actually like flown there and how many resources are used for the for building like the stadiums yeah. and the hotels and everything for all the competitors. And like also how many just journalists and TV people and just like all kinds of people are flown there for just for the olympics that mm. have nothing to do with the olympics <laughs> like i remember for the pyeongchang in 2018 like two swedish celebrities that have nothing to do with sports were flown to pyeongchang from sweden just to like be in the studio to record a program mm. that mm. has nothing to do with sports yeah and then they went back and they were there for like 24 hours and i was like was that really necessary <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's all all these little things that make up these yeah. huge differences. I and I guess it's also when it comes to sports, we there's a lot of space or room for improvement, and there's actually like some small changes that could make huge yeah. impacts. It doesn't require require the huge like yeah. losses or uh, negative outcomes, yeah. but more just like it just makes sense to do something yeah. in more 
efficient way. Yeah. And like, of course, there are people that are worse than sports world because mm. there are a lot of people like in companies and stuff that are just like traveling the world and like all the time more probably more than the sports people and then like other people doing even worse things with like materials and like mm. harmful substances and stuff in the nature and yeah but it's just because they are role models for so many people that it's i feel more important than just a regular person working at a big industry that um no one really sees that it's more port- important that the role models actually do good to make a bigger change yeah that's it and also like considering the impact i guess it just comes down to trying to be more like conscious about these things not to take for example the equipment in sports take it for granted that is yeah. just like yeah. you know it's free yeah. take it and like just there's something that went into that product mm. and uh, so considering things more consciously there would be a huge benefit yeah i, I was th- thinking like people are taking it for granted because sports is really a huge industry in everywhere in the world they make big profits so Uh, if we look at it in the economic side, like people get for free, of course they won't be so conscious about the the impact behind those free stuff. Mm. So I think if like people are in the sports are having more conscience and spread the news of it's not everything free and that means it's good for you and for the environment. That mean that could help like even if it's free. You, you still consider what is behind the free thing mm. and then you might like use it more efficiently and yeah. stuff yeah mm. that's the so f- um the hard thing about economic thinking is like yeah. you always relate to something and if it's free yeah. then it feels like yeah. it feels yeah. it's okay yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it just came out of nowhere yeah. like magic at the same time when i'm thinking about sports and sustainability i'm also thinking about like a lot of people living in poverty that can make their way out of poverty by sports like in africa and like like the um, social sustainability part mm. that like they can make a big change for them and their family by like going into sports and performing well and like make a change for their village or like changing for a lot of people mm. So it also also has like positive side. Yeah, exactly. I kind of wanted to come that to come to that as well. Like there's a lot, lots to gain gain from sports. Of course, the elite sports is not necessarily the, you know, the healthiest thing to do. Definitely <laughs> not. Kind of the opposite. I I But like when there are like reports. Um, this kind of uh, sport is not uh, good for you. Oh, obviously not if you're training like all the time mm. and like pushing your limits having hurt like hurting feet or like legs or back all the time and just pushing through but if you do it in a small amount mm. i think it's good yeah. for you yeah most yeah. of it i, I yeah. think but like sports and exercise in general like it has huge potential for reducing these um public health care costs yeah, uh, just exactly. like the resources that are put into this uh, just taking care of Uh, chronically ill people yeah. people and uh, there are of course all these like when it comes to health there's 
always the you know, diabetes, obesity, cancer, yeah. all these things that like could be reduced by yeah. by exercising and just somehow including that as a normal thing. Yeah, and I also think sports is a is a good way to like enhance your social connection and stuff. Yeah. And that helps a lot with the societies. Like people are more isolated right now and enjoying their time online instead of like meeting real people and mm. stuff. Yeah. You know, Doing like, sports require you to like face to face to to do it with people. Yeah, like you told about the basketball yeah, here in yeah, Japan. Exactly. Yeah, I can imagine that's a great way of like meeting yeah. people. Yeah, really good point. Like uh, when it comes to the Olympics, uh, I mean Olympic Games as weird or like crazy as they might sound from like traveling and like taking all these people to the same spot it also brings the whole world together together Mm, yeah like combining with this just teams they bring two people together but like for example olympic games and the world championships they take the whole world yeah and i think (coughs) it's also a great thing because when we're thinking about global negotiation and stuff, we're thinking about it in a really political way. But it, there are actually a lot of like cultural events that actually brings the world together without making too much efforts on like convincing each other and stuff. Hmm. So yeah. I think if if those kind of sports events could help doing something in promoting a better way of living to the world, then it would be a great, actually. Exactly. That's why we should have like a sustainable Olympics. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to find the balance there. Yeah. Like well, that will be my future work. Yeah. Oh. No, so I we'll don't. see. In like any if anyone ten, <laughs> ten years, <laughs> anyone wants to join me. For sure. Hit yeah. me up. Uh, yeah. No. Exactly. Um, no. Yeah, but also like with the um, positive side of sports, I would say that probably like being out in nature a lot. Sp- like running or biking or roller skiing or skiing and stuff and just hiking and stuff has made me appreciate nature more and like animals and flowers or whatever beautiful everything it's so beautiful which makes me want to keep that yeah like i would never want to harm it and then i want i have to live more sustainable and i think if like that people that are out in nature learn how to appreciate it more and wanting to keep it that way so i think that's also good Mm. yeah and and also i also think like if you're out in the nature you actually experience the change in the nature so Mm. you kind of realize like climate change is not a line Mm. like some people are being skeptical about like whether climate change is just some scientists are coming up with crazy crazy (laughs) ideas and stuff but if you go out in the nature and you you see what is out there, you kind of realize it's not lying. It's mm. it's it's there. Mm. Especially sure. have have something to compare it with. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you can within the short short time span, you can already see some changes or like differences. Mm. Yeah. And then, yeah, of course, there's the conversation whether it's been caused by human. <laughs> activities or not but yeah uh. but then yeah also like with air pollution and stuff Mm. because if you're out exercising you can really feel the difference like if you're somewhere where there are a lot of air pollution pollution you're like it's not as easy to do sports that's it but and also for the individuals um like mental health not just the physical health but just like moving in nature and just exercising in general 
it has huge uh, consequences or like yeah. um, positive impacts so a tip go out in nature and exercise <laughs> yeah. yeah if you take something out of this yeah. episode <laughs> do that yeah and yeah. i guess um i don't know just like thinking about these things like if we are in a better mood or if we're just like feeling better physically and mentally what what kind of uh like large scale impacts that could have if everyone felt like 10 percent better then we could have like i think it would sort of accumulate or like uh, multiply mm. as it, things usually do in the society so that mm. there's a lot of potential yeah both positive and negative potentials mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but like i when i did some research before this podcast i found also some like interesting things that i didn't really knew existed like there's a did you know that there is a sport positive summit no there's like not. it's like uh yeah it's the only one of its kind i don't know how long it's existed but it was supposed to be in march in um london i think oh yeah yeah but I now it's i noticed that it's well, moved yeah. to november because of the coronavirus yeah. oh um but it's like teaching clubs and leagues and fans and athletes about climate change all right yeah that i think it's a good initiative yeah. yeah i think and and they have been holding this kind of event for several years yeah yeah i, I yeah. guess so mm. it's it's, it's quite cool actually i never yeah. heard about it before and i was like oh i want to go right <laughs> As a fan, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, mm. so there, the, it exists, but it's just not shown to the yeah. wide world. Exactly, like how many of these things are there, and we just yeah. don't know about yeah. them. Why hasn't it been like shown more in light? Mm. Yeah, and and especially considering like we are actually like studying this, but still we don't know about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever. T- talked about sports in any of my courses at <laughs> university yeah. combined with sustainability mm. yeah of course it's not like the biggest concern mm, no. but like still yeah. no it's a small part of the mm. world but still and i also found another interesting thing that is mm. kind of the same but there is a planet super league it's for football yeah and it, it every year there's a winner which is the greenest the club with the greenest fans it wins the Planet Super League trophy. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it works like from four pillars, like energy, food, transport, and waste. Yeah. So I guess that the fans have to like show how good they are with all these four pillars. And then the team that has the best outcome wins the prize. And I like, I like this idea because it, makes the fans uh, active and they're like a part of the team winning something because i think one thing about sports is that you feel the connection to other people like the people rooting for the same team as you and yeah like it overcomes every barrier if i would meet someone on the street somewhere wearing like a a shirt from a team that i root for i would be like hey (laughs) (laughs) and i would talk to like a stranger even though I'm Scandinavian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and it overcomes all barriers and you become best friends. So I imagine like if you could do something f- together with the other fans for the same team mm. and try to win a prize for it, you would definitely do it even if it 
demanded you to live more sustainable and like cut out things that you don't really want in your life yeah. like you don't yeah. want to do in your life yeah if it's like a common thing that you're doing together yeah, yeah. then it's, that's it's like building up a community yeah and it feels yeah. like you're doing it for the team that you're yeah. rooting for yeah i don't know it's a i think it's a good idea that is a good idea mm. and then of course like we're aiming that to be like a global thing that yeah. you know everyone feels like yeah we're in this together and yeah. so on but it's just mm. like uh on that yeah. scale it's just so but hard it has to, to start somewhere because you can't really feel connected with everyone like it can't be earth against another planet <laughs> or <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you have if you're doing this kind of competition thing and even though it's a competition the hope is probably for it to like live beyond the competition mm. so that when they won or didn't win the prize they would just continue with the habits that they created yeah hopefully i would imagine yeah. that's the idea or like yeah. see how it's not like that hard and yeah. it's actually can give some like yeah. po- positive like, impact yeah. on yeah. your life they might like just build up their habits in a way like that mm. Mm. and then start to do something for Yeah. yeah, but that's an interesting uh, thought about the different planet. Like, yeah. <laughs> it would be kind of cool if we had this like <laughs> fight uh, against like, the uh, galaxy. Who can survive? <laughs> the l- who can make the planet survive? The long- yeah, <laughs> make the resources count for as long as possible. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, instead of the global sports, we have like a galactic, yeah. uh, some intergalactic uh, Olympics. Yeah. So then we would like figure it, th- figure this out. Yeah, because I like this com- concept. I think at least I had like in school and stuff that you were supposed to throw as little away as possible, and every week we got to see how much food we threw away, like the weight of the food every week, every Friday. And then the next week, everyone wanted to throw away less. <laughs> mm. So then you ate more or took less because mm. you didn't want to throw away more. And it worked mm. because you wanted to win over yourself. And yeah. for yeah. like a person like me that is extremely competitive, it's a good way for me to get me to do something. Uh, like to get me to do something. Yeah. Um, Maybe there should be like an Olympic gold for the most... Uh, sustainable athlete mm. yeah. or like a yeah. country yeah that, like, oh yeah, yeah like i mean like maybe during the olympics or yeah, something yeah, like exactly. you can yeah. live most yeah. sustainable even just the people who are there or just countries themselves yeah. <laughs> who make the biggest changes during the <laughs> Olympic games <laughs> yeah mm. but then they don't all have the same resources also so it wouldn't be fair maybe or mm. like the yeah. same knowledge yeah, mm. yeah of course it's the equality aspect of it mm-hmm. that's uh, actually speaking of equality i was also thinking of just the uh, social aspects as we were talking about before and just sort of the access to sports mm-hmm. of course you can do sports and just uh, like just go running or something yeah. you don't need much of equipment or facilities but uh, there are many people who are for example uh, handicapped some somehow who don't really have Um, access to any types of sports because of their uh, disability for example and um, so this is also something that sort of for a sustainable society that should be sort of taking into account just might have some sort of uh, special requirements for just you know doing some kind of sports Mm. but uh, would also have some like positive impacts yeah but it's good that they have like the paralympics yeah. and mm. special olympics at yeah least. exactly and that they are 
I I feel at least here that it's getting more and more noticeable or like that people are actually watching like the Paralympics mm. and like getting interested into it and like wanting to know how it goes for the athletes and stuff and that it's almost as important as like the regular Olympics mm. which is good because they're ex- like they're so cool yeah <laughs> And they're like so different. impressive. Yeah. Like I watched um, last Sunday was the Vasalopet here, like the 90 kilometer cross country ski race. And there's mm. this guy, uh, Sebastian Modin, who's almost completely blind. And he went the race 90 kilometers and like he doesn't see anything. And because it was so warm, there was like almost and snowing so much. There were no like tracks. And one of his guides said, like, just try to close your eyes while you're skiing for five seconds and see mm. if you can, like, go down a hill. Right. You will yeah. just fall. <laughs> yeah. And he did it, like, for 90 kilometers. And it's so freaking impressive. Mm. Yeah. And I think, like, several years ago, when the, the, like, the guy who has his legs amputated and wearing those kind of really cool blades-like, like, shoes for the running competition, and that really brings the whole community into the public like letting people realize even though you are not like com- complete with your body but you can do a lot of great things and and i think that's the kind of theory that sustainability also want to promote is like whoever you are you can do something you mm. can do great things mm. yeah it's it's not about your identity or anything yeah that's a good point I don't know. It's just interesting to think about the connection between sports and sustainability. Mm, Yeah. I have a couple of things also that I was like thinking of. Should we still Mm, go on? uh, (laughs) Go on. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about um, this, like spreading the sustainability aspects and just spreading the information. And when it comes to, I guess this not specifically sports, but when it comes to exercising and like health and fitness, there's this whole like online aspect of it or like spreading trends and uh, just uh, yeah just general social media trends for example and we're talking about uh, Game Changers the documentary mm-hmm. or was it yeah, you yeah was exactly saw that? Yeah. and uh, there are these kind of things that are popping up but then uh, of course like when it comes to this uh, online discussions about things that tends to be quite polarized when yeah. it comes to like game changers it's uh, basically a documentary about uh, plant-based athletes yeah. but then I like I've seen it and it does feel a bit like uh, just one side yeah. of yeah, the argument so it feels and, like uh, they're just promoting something yeah but it's because they're also also comparing plant-based food to eating a hamburger yeah and it's like of course it's better for you <laughs> But I would have loved if they showed that it doesn't make a difference. Like, you can eat plant-based food and it won't make you mm. perform yeah, worse. Exactly. Mm. Like, it doesn't matter. You can be a vegan and be good at sports. Mm. You don't have to, like, if you're doing weightlifting, you don't have to eat, like, only meat. Yeah. You can also eat vegan food. Mm. I would have loved if they showed that instead of like, oh my god, you're gonna perform better if you eat we- vegan food instead of a hamburger. Yeah, yeah, that that feels like they're pushing too much. Yeah, it's uh, this is kind of um, I don't know. It feels like something has been excluded or just the yeah. conversation is yeah. not 
full. Yeah, but um, I still like that like, they're bringing it up and exactly, showing and for younger athletes or like younger people that you can you can be good even if you're eating vegan. Mm, yeah, and there's probably like many truths in like yeah. it's a lot lot of it at least is based on like science out there. But uh, yeah, I, ju- I was just thinking about this and how um, there's like potential of spreading this kind of information on online. But then it just requires that people sort of understand the whole conversation and just like not be, you know, too like black black and white in two camps and try to have these arguments. But um, yeah, it's great from, I mean, when you think about athletes and their fuel, it's, it is the food. And then if we think about the global, um, global aspect of it, it's it's a huge impact of what people eat for their performance and in the fitness community for example it's there's like this whole um like it's really important what you eat yeah and there are some misconceptions on like this old um thoughts about what is required to perform well or like build muscle and stuff like this mm. but uh, maybe this documentary is a sign that things are changing I think they are, but there are still a long way to go. Yeah, <laughs> for everyone. Mm. But it's it's looking better. Yeah. At least how I how I see it. Yeah, but I still feel like like that the it still need like the we have to change the rules for the game or like for the sports mm. like what we are thinking of what is most important and. Hmm. And I guess it, as it comes with like um, um, the market and just the things that we sort of vote with our dollars, so to say, it's also for sports. Like, I mean, it can be kind of hard to not support the team if they don't align with your values. But it comes to this kind of culture shift that things change together eventually in this bigger, bigger uh, bigger picture mm. so I think eventually when sports teams teams are picking it up and maybe even like financial aspects of it like being more uh, sustainable or environmentally friendly it can sort of nudge things to another direction <laughs> yeah. I think that was all I, ha- I have in my head about this subject right now mm? but it, I like just researching it i just want to read more and more so i will probably <laughs> read up on it more yeah this just sort of this brief yeah. ideas and thoughts about how the two things link sports yeah but how how is it that i that are so so interested in both of these subjects have missed so much of this like when i just googled sports and sustainability i found like a lot of websites and magazines mm. just writing articles about this and i was like this exists what <laughs> yeah so like yeah i'm glad that we we're gonna talk about this mm. yeah it's kind of like we we live in multiple bubbles but now we poke out one yeah. <laughs> beautiful <laughs> it's a nice way to good put it. Yeah. to some good way to summarize it <laughs> yeah. yeah so in the end it's gonna be one huge bubble yeah and we're all gonna be in there yeah. Yeah. together <laughs> as equals <laughs> <laughs> yep 
Sounds great. Yeah, Looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> This has been, again, really fascinating and just interesting to put your mind into another category of things in the world and how sustainability relates to it. So I think, like from my side, this is, I think it's good, good uh, time to end it for today. Yeah. What do you think? It's pretty yeah, amazing. Agree. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And yeah, I, normally we would have the positive news segments here, but I think this has been quite like balanced mixture of both the yeah. um, the challenges and the opportunities of sports. Good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so maybe we'll end it for today. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. And we will see what subjects will come up in the next episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We might have an idea, but you'll have to wait for it. <laughs> yeah. Be patient. Yes. Okay. So, Thank yep. you. Thank you, guys. See you, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening this episode of Sustain Us podcast. Sustain Us theme was composed by Joshua Watt and arranged and produced by Rasmus Sihonen. The artwork is by Charlie Chan and logo typeface by Luz de Krut. Also, thank you Navitas Platform for supporting this podcast. Remember that we have our social media platforms that you can follow us on for updates and new things that we're up to. For our Instagram account, it's sustain.us. And Facebook and Twitter, we have Sustus Podcast, but you will also find us by Sustain Us Podcast. If you have any comments or opinions for our podcast, please send us an inbox so we can take a look at it. And also, if you have any ideas about what you want to listen in the future, some interesting topic, you can also drop us an inbox and we will be glad to see it. If you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, you can also do the same. Mm-hmm.